You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we'll talk about the Robert Sarver situation and if the NBA should have done more to punish him. We're also going to get into the top 25 players, the top players under 25 list presented by Hoopsite, and should any Bulls have been listed on that list. We're going to get to all that and some more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. And Pat, so about a year and a half after the initial report came out by ESPN, we finally got the punishment levied towards Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver uh, after a bunch of misogyny, racist comments. It's, it was a bunch of stuff going on behind there. The, the NBA did an investigation. They interviewed over 100 current and former employees of yep. the Phoenix Suns to come to this decision. He gets one-year suspension in which he cannot attend any games, practices, or anything, um, and he got fined $10 million. Now, his net worth is over $800 million, so that's a small fraction. I'm going to ask you this. I have my answer, but I want to hear from you. Did the NBA do enough in this case? I, I think Adam Silver had already set the precedent on this, and it's interesting to see them going the other direction. And it now makes me look at the Clippers situation as more of a, that was a struggling franchise that couldn't really get it together, and we wanted to make them a better franchise, so sell the team. Because realistically, nothing happened in this situation that didn't happen in the Clippers situation. Mm, it was a little different. I wouldn't say much, right? And the thing I, is, too, I mean, listen, are, are we we're setting a precedent on guys saying the n word and being misogynistic. Like, I think I think that's a basis of where sell the team starts. If that, but but it's because of what Adam Silver said, right? He didn't have to make Donald Sterling sell that team, but that's the precedent he said. Why all of a sudden? Are we going to the other direction? I'm, I'm going to say this, too. I don't remember what the Clippers' record was at that point, but I know that they – I don't believe they had Doc Rivers at that point. I don't believe that they had – I think that was still Vinny. Uh, I don't know if they had – they did have Chris Paul at that point, I want to say. No, they definitely had Chris Paul at that point. So, it just it just feels – It's also, funny how these things follow Chris Paul. Bruh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and that just clicked with me. Like, geez, Chris, like, what's going on? Yeah, and, and Steve Ballmer received a lifetime ban. I'm sorry, Donald Sterling Donald received Sterling. a lifetime ban. Yeah. Not just a one-year ban, a lifetime ban. From all NFL activity. Or, I'm NBA sorry, NBA activity. activity. We're, both, we're both slipping yeah, up there. In, yeah. I'm in football mode a little bit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, I, I mean, right, like, I feel like that precedent has been set. Why aren't we following the precedent that's set? Now it starts to feel a little bit like the NFL. And I'll say that's probably the first time I can say that under the Silver administration. And this is this is my thought on this, right? Is that anytime you have somebody saying racist comments when literally the majority of your league is racist, it just it's like to me the 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 thing about this situation with the Robert majority Sarver, of the league is racist. 
No, the, did I say racist? Yeah, I meant black, African American. I was, I was like, wait a minute, now. sorry, sorry. Nah, What's going on going, in the NBA? That's, not, that's, not, that's, not, that's not what I'm going on record saying. Um, but nonetheless, um, I also think the the Donald Sterling situation was a little bit more embarrassing for the league because it was like a the dude's mistress came out with the tape and like, right, and so right. and so that those kind of things played into it as well. But I look at this too, like. So you mean to tell me you suspend an, an NBA owner who said racist comments, and even though he's suspended from attending games, from being yep. in the arena, attending practices, and he got fined $10 million, he still gets to profit off the backs of mm-hmm. those same African-Americans that that racist slur would have affected. Yep. That's the part that's bothered. Like, with Donald Sterling, they got him up out of there, right? They got him up out of there. They yep. forced him to sell the team, everything else. So Robert Sarver basically gets a paid vacation. Yeah, you took $10 million from him, but I guarantee the Phoenix Suns are going to make more than $10 million this season, and he gets to profit off it. Now, of course, not 100% of the profits go to him. It is an organization that the money has to go back in to pay everybody. But still, it's a, it's, it's a bit of slap in the face, I, I would say, with that one. I think the thing is for me, right at the end of the day, me and you talked after it happened. And I, 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 as soon as the, I think we got off of doing a show as soon as the decision it came. You called me five minutes to the to the T, basically. <laughs> after you finished, Bruh, I was literally, I was like, oh, <laughs> whoa. Um, but here's the thing that is the biggest problem, right? When I heard it, I wasn't surprised. When I heard it, it didn't shock me. When I heard it, it didn't like, oh man rich guy that owns a basketball team using the n-word can't see that happening like that's not where the thought process went so i think there's more of an i think the issue lies more in that for me than anything else that at this point right you almost become numb to it and it's like yeah okay it's a slap on the wrist he'll be back he's an owner he doesn't affect my life in in the day in day out but he does affect the life of everybody in that building in the day in day out so i think the biggest difference and the reason i brought up the donald sterling situation is because the culture changed around the clippers this is true yeah with him with robert sarver coming back what changes the culture that's been set in place what changes the, and sure they're gonna send him to sensitivity training and they're gonna send him to like okay like and then keep in mind too he also owns the Phoenix the Phoenix Mercury and he also made misogynistic comments towards women like he hit a twofer you yeah. you offended colored people uh, and, Jeez, and women <laughs> colored colored on that I, you well African American and our black people <laughs> and women <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, only we can <laughs> laugh about something like this. <laughs> going, going color, bro. I get it. I mean, I mean, I feel like the focus needs to be more on like because people are more. It's more than African American. There are black people in the league that are African American. This is true. This is true. So this is true. That's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've. I think the 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 generally only this. This is the only locked on podcast that can get away with all this. I think the generally accepted term. Would be people of color, but I people of color. Yes. I'm right there with you, bro. I I know where you're going with this. Yeah, there you go. Listen, I gotta help my boy man. out, man. He's but uh, <laughs> he's in Ohio. He's struggling a little bit. But uh, no, but all, all jokes aside, not to make to make light of a of a serious situation. Like I and even with this being said, this don't be surprised if if he still ends up selling the team. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if over the course of this year, ban he still it, ends up selling why, the team. unless he's forced to why. 
Like I Donald mean, Sterling, Donald Sterling wouldn't have done it if he wasn't forced to. Oh no! Remember, and you know, and this also highlights something. That remember, Donald Sterling, upon the decision being made, he did say that the NBA owners are a bunch of hypocrites, alluding to people like Robert Sarver, who are yeah. out there doing the same thing. Yeah. No, so. and and it I, again, right? I, that's what I say. The fact that at this point we're numb to a situation like that. Yeah. To where, oh, it happened. I'm not surprised it happened. I'm not shocked that it happened. I'm not shocked that this is the final decision of the NBA. What I'm shocked by is more so the outcome of that decision based on what precedent has been set. But again, right, like, I, I guess different circumstances based on how the news came out. Yeah. Right? Like you said, like, it was Donald Sterling's, was it his mistress? It was just, it was I his think mistress. I, it was his it mistress. released yeah. a tape. And he remember, and his mistress took a picture with Magic Johnson, and he was on tape saying, "It bothers me you're associating with black people." And she was a black person. I thought she was Mexican or something like no, that. No, she was. She was. A, she was she might have been mixed, but she identified as African. Crazy, bro. It's, and and you know what? At the end of the day, that's that's. It's a situation that should never happen, but unfortunately, is the reality when you get that high up in positions like that. And it sucks. Yeah, I mean it really does. It, it's it it's it's a terrible situation to be in, but like um I mean to, to answer the question that was originally stated, like do I think the NBA did enough? No. But like I don't think I think in a situation like this there's even taking the team away from them that still isn't enough. And that's just how I, how I associate like people who are misogynist and racist like yeah, they're the scum of the earth to me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. and not to make this political, we're not about to get into all that. But you know, it's it's just it it it's a situation that deals with a world that we speak on, and you can't go into this being two people of color that have to live their life and not bring it up. Yeah, you know I mean, so I don't yeah. I don't think that it's an awkward situation. I don't think it's like oh we shouldn't talk about this, we should shy away from it. But it was the thing that I said when you brought it up was the the fact that the surprise factor isn't there for me is the biggest issue in all of it that's a fact that's a fact but all right let's get off of that let's get ready to get into some actual basketball conversation and topics but first i gotta talk to you guys about bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season find all the latest sports I'm sorry, find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, still a weird way to write that, uh, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games that already have passed. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right. Basketball, what we came here to talk about and discuss. Hoops Hype came out with a list. They polled NBA executives on the top players under 25 years old that they would want to build your te their team around. And on that list, out of 13 players that were on the list, which is a weird number, there were zero Chicago Bulls represented on that list. Pat, how do you feel about the list? I mean, you, you look at the names that were there, right? And for me, I I can't say that I disagree with the list. If you're talking about players that I would want to build my team around, I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're going Luka. You're going, uh, okay, apparently my device is going to trip right at that moment. You're going Luka, Tatum, 
Morant, Mobley, Edwards, Williamson, Scotty Barnes, Mello, and Trey Young, and uh, uh, Darius Garland. That's your top 10. Is there a player under 25 right now that you would put anywhere near those guys on the Bulls? Fairness, no. By, by the production, honestly, not season. right. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. potential wise, listen, there's a potential that Patrick Williams could do that because he's shown you that he has the talent to be similar or better than some of these guys. Potentially, mm. potential don't put stats up though. You got to actually do it. And so I think that, listen, although he did miss last season, I think he would have taken a bit of a step last season. Maybe we would view it differently. But based on where this list is now, I, I can't say that there's any Chicago Bull on this list short of maybe Lonzo Ball, but he's he's been so unhealthy, I will say you this, can't even bring him in. If it was Lonzo, if it wasn't, well, and that's the thing, though. But Zion's on this list, and he's been almost just as unhealthy as Lonzo Ball, if not that's more fact. so. But, no, that's but fact. If, if health all being a thing, I will say this, and this may – causing people to disagree i would put lonzo above tyrese halliburton if you can bet on lonzo being healthy 100 because of the two-way part of his game that's tough for me halliburton. i mean that's fair. that's fair i think i think the difference is with with halliburton and lonzo is the team is put on halliburton's shoulders this is i wouldn't want to do that with lonzo ball right the situation to me is different like the pacers is halliburton now like that that's 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 what the entire team is like the success of them is based on how well he plays our success is based on Zach Levine it's based on DeMar DeRozan it's based on Vooch it's based on Patrick Williams developing and things like that but there's a lot of different pieces in there so I can't say right like that's like people that that look at um there's some people that look at like Reggie Miller now and they say well I would say this player is better than him this player is better than him this player is better than him I'm like yeah but they didn't lead their team to an NBA finals like, there's a big difference when you're the number one option. You're the guy on the team. And so I, I always view it as if Lonzo was our only – was our number one option, would we feel the same way? Like, I feel yeah. like the Pacers are in a good hand, are good in good hands with Halliburton. At least it's a good starting piece, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so how far would you have – because this list was only 13, which me and you both said in our little Very game weird. meeting. That's, that's, that's a weird, weird number. Weird number to stop at. But how far do you think you would have to get down before a Chicago Bull, whether it be Patrick Williams, Io DeSumo, Lonzo Ball, are listed on a list of top players under 25 that you would want to build your team around? I think Io DeSumo is the only one that even cracks the list. And if you're talking about, you know, kind of where he comes in, you're, you're probably talking, what, in the 20s? outside of young players in this NBA, right? Like, you're, you're still not in the top 10. You're still not in the top 15, in my opinion, right? Because while Io has shown me a lot more in his rookie season and going into next season, I think there's just question marks on is he going to take that step or is he going to take a step back? There's always that leeriness of the sophomore slump kind of coming in. But I don't feel like Kobe's going to take this giant step. I, I, I feel like Patrick Williams will, but I think that's a question mark, so you can't put him there yet. And Lonzo's health is in question. And, and like you brought up Zion Williamson, right? Like the difference I think there is when Zion is healthy, Zion shoots almost 70% from the field. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, when, Zion, when Zion's healthy, <laughs> it's hard to argue a healthy Zion. The qu biggest question around Zion is his health. Like that's, that's really the only question with Zion, bro. Yeah. Like matter of fact, I would honestly say going back and looking at that list, right? 
if and this if, is voted on by execs, by the execs way. too. Yeah, if, yeah. if 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 you could, if Zion had been healthy for the majority of his season, he's one. He's he's one or two. Luca's probably one still. Yeah. I think the 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 interesting thing when you look at and I'm trying to find it right because Hoops Hype did this in 2021, and it was just the writer that did this. It wasn't the execs voting for it. He had Luca one, Trey Young two, which season change. Yeah, John Moran is three, but there is a Chicago Bull on here. Whole point of this, you don't get to him until 19, and it's Lonzo Ball. And this is at the point in the season where Lonzo, I believe he was averaging about 13 points a game, six mm-hmm. rebounds. He's shooting 50 or uh, 40 above 40% from three. He's averaging six assists a game, almost two steals, almost a block a game, right? Like, so there's a lot there that goes into him. If he's healthy, right, he can contribute a lot to a team. But the players that he's around, right, like they had him around like Jaron Jackson Jr. and Miles Bridges. Those are role players on your team. And I yeah. think that's kind of where it's like the the big question that I think that that comes up in this whole situation is do you feel like the Bulls have a young piece that eventually will be a major NBA player in this league? Yeah, I mean, the potential is there, but it's hard to answer that for sure right now because it is a lot of potential. We need to see yeah. that start coming to fruition. Like if – if Pat does take that leap, if Io coming in, if he doesn't have a sophomore slump, if he actually does build upon that, you yeah. start having those type of conversations, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it remains to be seen, but it, it honestly, like being objective and not being putting my Bulls fandom to the side yeah. and just being objective, it'd be extremely hard to really rank them on that list because while there's tons of potential there, We've only seen flashes of it so far. And I think the interesting part is, right, if I'm even putting them on the potential list, right, uh-huh. like let's say let's say you get to a certain point, right, and it's like these potential players have a chance to take a step that are under 25. I'm, I'm putting guys that haven't even played a game in the NBA over some of the guys we have on this team, right? Like I really think Paolo is really has an opportunity to become one of the better players in this league based on his size, his skill set, and what he has the ability to do offensively. I don't I, I think he's gonna be a little more similar to Michael Porter Jr. on defense, but we'll see on that. <laughs> you know what I mean, but I, I think right like there when you can start to look at some of the players on your team and you can say, Yeah, but I feel really good about this guy. And that guy hasn't played a game yet. Yeah, I, I think that that's not to say it's concerning, but like on the potential list, right? Like it's really just Patrick Williams and the rest of the world. Like me and you have both said, right? There's, I don't think that either of us believe Io DeSumo becomes one of the best players in the NBA. We both kind of put him on that. We think he could be a Drew Holiday type of player, right? Fair. That's still a role player on your team. It's still a really good piece That's to a have. a hell of a role player. A really yeah, good role yeah, player, yeah, right? Yeah, really yeah. good role player. But, like, I, it's still, at the end of the day, right, like, you hope that you have a Giannis. You know what I mean? So I kind of I kind of look at it similar to that. Like, you're the, the one person on this team that's still, in a lot of Bulls fans' minds and a lot of people's minds around Chicago, is uncapped is Patrick Williams because you feel like there's so much upside there with size, length, ability, 
working with DeMar DeRozan in the offseason, right? I feel like everybody else you feel like has a ceiling. Like at this point, right, nobody believes Kobe White's anything more than a score. Even if he even if he takes a step, he's a score. Yeah. And you don't know if he's a 30 point a game score. Like you feel like, all right, he'll give me a solid 17. That's still a role player in today's NBA. I mean, but there's there's tiers to role players, right? Because you sure. have, your, you, have sure. your, you have your superstars, your stars, and basically everybody who's not a star is a role player. And then you have you in the bench guys, like so. Yeah. So I mean, let's, let's be clear. Like basically, with the way that you're using role players, that he's sub sub star, and even some sub-star, role players, yes. even yeah. some role players become all stars in yeah. a season, right? So. No. Yeah, I get I get what you're getting at with that. I just wanted to I wanted very, to preface right, that because I, very, I can already see people in the comments going in, off. Go in Bulls terms, right? Lou Aldang. Lou Aldang was an all-star. Lou Aldang could put up 18 to 20. Some games Lou all putting up 30 on your head, right? Mm-hmm. Has a really good season, able to play really well defensively. Nobody would ever say Lou Aldang was a star in the NBA. That's fair. You you would say that he had a really good career. And I think we have a couple of guys on this team that I feel can have really good careers. But when you're talking about this list here, your players that you want to build around, you're talking about stars. And they're already stars. And they've been stars since day one. Nobody here had the the one year it took them to get there, right? Like, I, I don't think so. Uh, I would say we, I would say Halliburton, for sure. Nobody, Even that first season, nobody was did looking he? at Halliburton. Did he, or was he just in Sacramento? Even then, bro. Like, still, <laughs> let's not act like we didn't we didn't notice stars in Sacramento, even with that being said. So, I, I would say Halliburton is there. I'm going to um, be real with you. I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. I don't know Halliburton's rookie numbers at all. Like, <laughs> what was he? Like, maybe he was cooking uh, I don't remember he was just in Sacramento. My head. Um, but he was cooking his rookie season. I don't remember if, it was, if he had, like, the averages, per se, but he, I know he was cooking yeah. his rookie season. But, I mean, even that, right? Like, you saw – you realize what Halliburton can be, 14-3 and three last year. He was 17-4. and four. You realize what Halliburton can be because of what Halliburton got moved for. Yeah, I mean, but but even players – like, you have the players like a, like a Jimmy Butler who literally yeah. worked himself up from role player to star. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm not it can saying, happen. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I think more so what I'm saying is when you look at that list of players you want to build around, right, under you want to see that star potential. You right want right. to see that star potential start to come out early. And it, there's a couple of guys in the NBA that have worked their way into that star potential. But I think that Patrick Williams is the one we still hold out the most hope on. I mean, listen, if Io becomes a star, I think I think both of us would be surprised by that, right? Like, if, if he becomes a 25-point-a-game guy, I'd be surprised. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't judge stars by that. Because um, if, if Io gets to the point, I can honestly see Io getting to 16, 17 points per game with amazing defense. He could be a star at that level with doing that. I, I, yeah, I guess it's about impact, so, right? It's, it's yeah, all about it's, impact. It's overall impact. Yeah. It's all about I mean, scoring is the easy way to get there, right? But I yeah, think yeah. That there's there's a route there's a route for Iowa with the level of defense that he's been playing yeah. to get there without needing the twenty to like 16, 17, 18 points per game. Iowa Desumu with the defense that and he plays and getting better. In the NBA. Yeah, that's yeah, but. I mean, we, we got a long way to get there. But uh, yeah, right. for sure. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about Zach Levine, man. Uh, but first, before we do that, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked on and bet online odds makers present NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it on Locked On NBA, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. All right, Pat. So talking about getting to that level. 
We've had a lot of bulls this summer that have been working out with players on that level. The most recent is Zach Levine being seen working with Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant um, the last couple of days. Kevin Love, too, but not, not me. It's Kevin Love. Hey, Kevin Love still be balling. You know ball. what, though? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm Kevin not going to lie to you. Hooping. <laughs> you know one thing? Not at the contract he's getting paid, but if Kevin Love ends up getting bought out, I would not mind a Ke uh, Kevin Love at the end of the Chicago Bulls bench to come in. I said that all last year. Kevin Love didn't want to leave, though, remember? Yeah, he, he likes the I mean, like Kevin Love looks like the type of person who would like a terrible city like Cleveland. Facts. Yeah, facts. So, but uh, anyway, so Zach Levine doing some workouts with some other superstars around the league, bro. I've I've said on this platform when I had to do it solo without you, I said it over in Chicago Bull Central. The biggest thing that I really want to see from this season with Zach Levine is more of a leadership step. Yeah. But I can't take away from seeing him, you know, through osmosis, there's some things rub off on him. To be the best you, iron sharpens iron. And to see Zach Levine working with this caliber of player is always good. I don't really think there's much to read into it, but how do you feel about it, bro? I mean, if you're hoping for leadership, I don't know if the, those are the guys you want. Well, Kevin Love. Kevin, Kevin Love. I'll give you Kevin Love. Love. That's, but, that's, I mean, that's super funny, bro. But I that's mean, super yeah, accurate. If you're looking well. for leadership, I mean, you talk about Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum. Maybe Tatum. Are we viewing Tatum as a leader on that team? Honestly, Marcus Smart is, th is probably bro. the leader on that team, right? That's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's crazy. Like, I mean, listen, we all knew Joakim Noah was the vocal leader of the Bulls, but at no point did I ever think that Joakim Noah was the leader of the team. Well, yeah, Derek was the, I'm about to show you guys. I'm about to put, we're, we're down by eight with, with six minutes left to go. Don't worry about it. I got you. That, but, but, I mean, Tate, here's the thing. Tatum has done that in the regular season and did it some of the playoffs as well. Yeah. But that finals run, I feel like it changed a lot of opinions. I'm trying not to let it affect everything of my mind with him. But, I, I mean, Kevin Durant. I, I mean, Kevin Durant can help we, Zach we Levine cut on create, not being a leader create, on create burner Twitter accounts. I was going to say we clear cut on Kevin Durant not really being a leader. Oh, Kevin Durant is not a leader at all. Okay, I, no. I mean, I'm, you, you can't trust somebody who can't even brush their own hair correctly to be a leader of anything. You know what, though? KD had the best explanation of it. And why... <laughs> While it sounds crazy, that man said, I I'm getting out my bed to go hoop and then go back home to get in my bed. And it's crazy to hear somebody say that about the NBA. But the funny thing is, is that though he shows up to awards, like his MVP speech, his this hair still was not brushed. Like, come on, bro. You could have got a line up with the brush, bro. Come on, brother. I tried to help you, Katie. I tried to help you. But no, I mean, I don't. Juices I don't... and berries, my brother. Juices and berries. <laughs> <laughs> I think that at the end of the day, right. I like to see Zach playing with the, that level of player, right? I like to see Zach playing with some of the best in the NBA. I think that it does affect your game. I think that it does affect, right? Because when you think about it, DeMar talked about kind of his Olympic experience. And while this is a different mm -hmm. experience, right? He said, when you realize you can beat the best players in the NBA, you come back feeling like you're unstoppable. And we've seen DeMar kind of carry that through his career. Listen, DeMar felt like he could outscore everybody in the NBA. And guess what? He was one of the best scorers in the NBA last year. Um, yeah. Zach Levine didn't really get that opportunity, but at the beginning of the season, coming off of that Olympic run, Zach was cooking. Yeah. I mean, Zach, people forget, at the beginning of this season, Zach was, he was, he wasn't flirting anymore. He was a 50-40-90 player. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I mean, I really do, the thumb, the knee, the COVID, all those things happened in like kind of, like literally after the thumb happened, 
he was his shooting was off, and then the thumb got to a point to where he was like, oh, it kind of healed itself, and he was getting back to that level. Then yeah. the COVID, and then the knee. So like, yeah, we, we never compounded. really got to see Zach Levine maintain that over a long period of time. If we get that Zach Levine, the first twenty games of the season, Zach Levine over a whole season. That's that's a damn good player. That's a good player, right? And so I think that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Like you saw the effect that the Olympics had on him. You see the effect that playing with these better players has on different players, right? Even Gilbert Arenas has talked about it. He was like, I came back and I was like, I can outscore everybody in the NBA. And he was able to do it. His team didn't win many games, but he was able to outscore everybody in the NBA. So like I, I, I look at games, like I look at things like that and I say that I love to see Zach working with these guys. I don't know... Like, I'm not reading so far into it like this is going to change Zach completely coming into the season because I expected Zach to take a leap coming into the season just based on the rule changes and how he was already playing. I, I think people underestimate. I would say this. Scoring around the entire NBA is going to go up this season based on the fact that they took the take foul away. Because mm. you're going to see a yeah. lot of players making the executive decision and coaches telling players to make the decision of if you can't get him and he's a good free throw shooter, you cannot foul him because you're giving him an extra shot and an opportunity and to score ball. again. Yep. Yep. I can't wait to see how that. I think the take foul change, even when we initially talked about it, I think I was kind of of the mind. I said, like, yeah, this is cool. This is going to it's going to get some teams some extra points. But like really now taking some time away to really step back and think about it. For for teams that do get out on the run and that get like rebound, that can rebound or get steals in transition, yep. it's gonna change a lot, bro. And I'll say this that I think the biggest effect on the Bulls that's gonna happen there is the fact that at the be beginning of the season, you're not gonna have Lonzo and Zach. Because so much of Zach's early points was just Lonzo snatching the ball off the board and just flicking his wrist and the ball floating. 65 feet into the hands of Zach Levine for an easy dunk. Yeah. Like that was so many plays in the beginning of the season. Like I had to go back, like I did the video on the breeze watching like uh, Zach Levine's best plays from the season. And I mean, literally it's just like Lonzo just going, there you go. But, and the thing, Lonzo, <laughs> Lonzo, like sometimes too, when you look at Lonzo, he, he, it's like effortless and it goes halfway across the court. And it literally <laughs> looks like saying. he just went like this. It's like, and it floats. Yeah, bro, amazing. Like, I can't wait to have a fully healthy Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine, bro. Like, it's going to be so fun, man. All right, I'm going to throw you this before we go, bro. Before anything happens and we get and we get going. Um, why isn't Benny the Bulls face in the middle of the Chicago Bulls? Court? Hey, bro, because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not a bad court. They did the uh, they did the, the uh, uh, what is it, Brownie the Elf or whatever in Cleveland, yeah. and Benny did the retweet on hey bulls i got an idea and it's benny the bull's face in the middle of the court but it's like the benny the bull drawn emoji not a bad court bro i wouldn't want to see it every night but if there was a specific night that's like benny the bull night and they had that that would be a dope court to have i'm not gonna lie to you bro <laughs> it looks like a 2k at, court it absolutely looks like it like a 2k court um hold on i'm about to put it up on the screen real quick so everybody can see what we are talking about give me one second well, if you guys are listening on the podcast side, you won't be able to get a visual of this. Uh, but oh, so come check it out on the YouTube side. Yeah, Boom! So come check it out on the YouTube. This is what you got to do. Uh, it doesn't look like it's letting me upload it. So All never right. mind. We're not going to put it up. Can you? Hold on. There it see. goes. Boom. That's not, not a bad, bad court, court bro. bro. That's not a bad court. That's not. I'm not. I don't hate it. Right. I'm. If if this some if somebody's probably already got this up on 2K Share, I may download this court today. 
Oh, that's how 2K work now? Man, I got to get back into 2K. Bro, you, have, like, you haven't done this since the 2K shit? Like, people create jerseys and stuff? Like, it's dope, bro. Nah, bro. I've been off 2K for a little minute, bro. 2K started turning into Madden for me, so I was like, nah. It did, bro. Know. There were, there were like four years in there where I was like, this is the same game. Bro. Thanks for the roster update. All bro. they all they was doing was giving me a roster update, which I can download myself, and they was like changing how the handle, how effective the handles were. And you get the so new like, jerseys. That's bro, it. and you got new jerseys. So like all of a sudden it just turned into like playing regular basketball to a bunch of Julian Newmans in the park, just like dribbling. <laughs> like, what what is that? Like I'm not playing this no I'm more. definitely clipping that and making that a gift. That move you just did. Don't even worry about it. The Julian Newman. Into, yeah. That's how you dribble, bro. It's the head movement with it too. To... Man, go ahead and send this off, bro. Let's go, man. This, Let's get this up out of here. Hey man, follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls. Make sure y'all follow us on every or follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, man. Shout out Julian Newman too, man. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H A I Z E, and thank you for making us your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check on Locked On NBA, where the Locked On experts break everything down from the latest news, rumors, and developments in thirty minutes or less. Guess what? I'll be on there when you guys listen to stepping in for Pat the Designer uh, with Nick over on Locked On Bulls. I mean, Locked On NBA. So make sure you guys check it out. Before Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We out, y'all. Peace.